You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Hello, 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 and welcome. Welcome back to another episode of Squirrel Friends, the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. I'm Alec Mappa, and here with me today is the queen of show business, America's sister, Lottie Love. Alec, how are you, darling? I'm late today. I'm so frazzled just oh. being a dad and and working. And I don't know if this happens to you, Lonnie. Well, you work all the time, so this doesn't happen to you. But <laughs> the life of an actor is you're kind of like a fireman. You know, yeah. it's you can sit around for days or weeks with absolutely nothing. And then all of a sudden, three buildings catch fire and then you're busier than you've ever been. Exactly. And that's what we love to work. So it's it's yeah. understandable. And I want Squirrel Friends to know that that's why sometimes you're doing an interview or I'm doing an interview that's by right. the way Aura Mayari says hello and that she missed you. So, um, so I just wanted you to know that. Oh, but, that's nice. Oh, yeah. I missed I missed the Filipino interview. Yeah. That's, that's really bad. That's really bad on my part, but I was working. <laughs> it was a great interview, though, and, yeah. and, and she's a great queen. And oh. this is a great episode, RuPaul Season 15, Episode 9. You know what? What I love about these episodes are yeah. that... You know, they're getting better and better because we're losing queens. We're we getting better challenges. Queens. It's good. Tell us about the spoiler. Okay. All right. The spoilers. These are the things that we're re- going to be covering on this week's episode. First of all, it's the 200th episode, Lonnie. 200! 200 episodes. We're celebrating the 200th episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. We're going to look back at some iconic moments in the mini challenge. Challenge. Mm-hmm. We're going to get crystallized with a maxi challenge ball. All the queens have to come up with three different looks. Then coming up a little bit later, we'll hear my interview with Jax. And of course, we're going to talk about the lip sync. Of course. But before we do that, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. we have something special because this is season 15. All right, squirrel friends, it's time for 15 seconds to say. This is where Alec and I have 15 seconds to raise and say all of our most important (laughs) thoughts and takes on a topic given to us by the fabulous producers. It's season 15, which means 15 seconds. So here we go. Alec. With this being the 200th episode Mm. of Drag Race, Mm. we have to share our favorite moment from, I guess, this episode. From this this episode? Yeah. Oh, I thought from all episodes. 
Well, it's the 200th, so... Okay, if you want to do anything, you could do whatever, okay? <laughs> it's your podcast. You can do what you want to. It's not right. my podcast. It's, it's the Squirrel Friends <laughs> it's podcast, Lonnie. Okay, so anything, your favorite moment from okay. the show. So, Alec, I'm going to give you 15 seconds. Okay. Ready, set, set. If I'm saying from this show so far, anything that Sasha Colby is in, I is my favorite, um, especially in the ball this week. And then from all time, um, Alyssa Edwards and Tatiana lip syncing. You did it in uh, 12 seconds. Good oh, see, for you. I was panicked. I was panicked. <laughs> I was panicked. I was, I was afraid because you weren't using a watch. You were, you were doing this digitally. I saw you counting down your fingers. Squirrel friends, somehow... I'm, I'm, I'm giving him fingers now. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to do it now. 15 seconds. Okay, 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 here we go. Okay. Ready, mm-hmm. set, say. Um, I love these uh, comfort outfits that RuPaul is giving us for this <laughs> season. <laughs> and overall... I just love all of the stories that the queens give, um, their personal stories, because it shows why we still have to keep fighting for LGBTQ rights. Yeah, you did it. You did it. You did it. I don't know if I was as accurate as an actual stopwatch, but this was a really emotional episode, Lonnie. It really, really is. But let's talk about what it takes to do 200 episodes. We're talking about the crews. We're talking about the producing. We're talking about, you know, casting. I mean, it really is a feat. And for this type of show to Mm -hmm. be an Emmy-winning show, to be a show that's about queer rights and, Mm -hmm. you know, to show the beauty in the of drag race and Mm -hmm. drag in particular, it's really something to be proud of. And I never thought that they would get to 200 episodes. I don't I think know. Rue never thought that it would be. I don't. Yeah, I don't think they ever did. And I remember the 100th episode was back in season eight. Mm-hmm. It was Bob the Drag Queen's episode. And 100 episodes seemed like a lot. Yeah. I may or may not be right on that. Maybe maybe Derek Barry was the 100th queen. <laughs> Listen, you know, we have great producers on this show, so they're going to set me right any second now. Well, we'll probably done, get a notice you're correct. From, you are correct. Yeah, I am correct. Of a talk show, I did 1,336 oh episodes. Oh, my God. And that's every day for. And actually, it might be a little bit more because they didn't count the test season. We did like four weeks of um, oh. a test season. So, but you know, the the record for me, and I did all one thousand episodes. You I never, never missed, missed a, show. a show. Never missed a show. Do you hear that, never. folks? That's that's why she's the queen of show business. She never missed a show. I did a tour of a Broadway show and I never missed a show oh, for a year, wow. eight times a week. Wow. So I don't, yeah, I don't know how many shows that is. But like you were saying earlier, the achievement that it takes, the effort that it takes, you know this, like working on a show, the people behind the scenes, yeah. the writers, the designers, the hair and makeup people, the crew, the camera, they're all instrumental in producing the show. Mm-hmm. And certainly the cast and crew of RuPaul's Drag Race. I see the crew people of RuPaul's Drag Race all over town all the time. The writers and the producers I'm very close with. And they work really hard. They love this show as much as maybe 
10 times more than the fans do. And they are, they are committed to giving the best show possible, producing the best show possible. And they do year after year. Well, it shows, and that's the reason why this is an Emmy-winning show. So congratulations mm-hmm. to congratulations, RuPaul, everybody. the whole crew at RuPaul's Drag Race on your 200th <sighs> episode. Now, if you want us to say something mm-hmm. for 15 seconds, DM us or message us your ideas at Alec Mappa yes. on Instagram or at Comet Lonnie Love on Instagram and at Lonnie Love on Twitter. Let's get into this episode, Alec. Yes. Okay. So we said goodbye to Jax last week. Yeah. Who had lip synced a lot. Like five, six, seven, eight. Five, six, seven <laughs> times. And I felt bad. I was a little surprised because Jax was so amazing in the talent show competition, the very first episode. Mm-hmm. She jumped rope with her own hair mm-hmm. and that was absolutely astonishing. But she didn't seem to be able to kind of plug into that same energy for the rest of the season. Because well, Yeah, because she was flipping. She was tired. You know, and Marsha, Marsha, Marsha felt that Jax Jax's elimination was a long time coming. She said yeah. she lip synced five total times, which, is, which they did show. I don't know. If you are on the bottom that much, there there mm. is something that it's like, it's right. possibly wrong. You know, right. That you're um, always on the bottom. Yeah. Alyssa Edwards lip synced a lot. And she kind of went on to become a superstar. She never actually won the show, but she certainly won our hearts. Definitely. RuPaul is definitely dressing for comfort this season. Yep. Gone are the Epstein Parker suits. (laughs) And and now is, I feel like we're having brunch at Ru's house. Doesn't that feel like it? Talk about the outfit. He comes into the workroom. He comes to the workroom with this very loose-fitting shirt. I don't know where he gets his shirt because he's seven (laughs) feet tall. And it almost looks like a Gucci print shirt with like a a red and a green stripe going down the very middle of it. It's like a button-up shirt. And it has a floral pattern on it. And uh, RuPaul is wearing what appears to be like aviator frame glasses. I would... Okay, this is what we have to do, Lonnie. What? I know we've met, we've both met RuPaul, but I want to actually become close enough to RuPaul that I can go, I want to see your clothes. Let's go into your closet and look at all the stuff. <laughs> there, there's an apartment <laughs> that he uses in an office and a storage space. He doesn't actually live there. Uh-huh. I think he lives there sometimes, but it's mainly there for the clothes. Oh, wow. Because there's so many clothes. Can you imagine having a whole other apartment oh. that's just clothes? You know, I have to give it up to him because what the squirrel friends you have to realize is that he has to be part of the show, not just mm-hmm. getting into drag, but mm-hmm. also what we're going to talk about coming up. It's the maxi challenge and he's wearing hard toe shoes. I'm like, dude, I know you tired because you get yep. hard toe shoes on and you standing yep. all day and you're trying to, you know, you're yep. filming and everything. So I think that, you know, for season 15, he is a little more relaxed in his outfits mm. because it seems like they have him working a lot more right. in, in these episodes. So, right. you know, he just wants to be comfortable, cool, but he still looks stylish and it's still the RuPaul that we know, you know. Well, I got to tell you, I did. I performed with Alaska uh-huh. From RuPaul's Drag Race, we did uh, Golden Girls Live. She played Rose. I played Sophia. Jackie Beat was the B. Arthur character. And Sherry Vine played Blanche. I wore heels for one weekend, Lonnie. And it was a very old lady biscuit heel, kind of a church lady shoe. I thought I was going to die. I See? thought I was going to die. But how did, how did the shows go? 
the, the shows were great. I mean, everybody showed up. We were sold out. We did seven shows in three days. Oh, my goodness. And Alaska, I fell in love with. So much fun and so funny. But a weird thing, I don't. you don't wear heels anymore, right? No. I don't know Mm-mm. if you ever did. No. I, I but, used to, but not anymore. I'm done. Have you ever gotten a Charlie horse in your sleep? Yes. Yes. Like with your cat? No, I got a your, Charlie your... horse while I was interviewing someone. <laughs> standing oh, my God. In the heel. In the middle of the interview, the you're, of the did interview. you stop or did you go? Did you like go stop? I'm about to die, or did you just muscle through it? You start kicking that foot. You start yeah. kicking that leg, trying yeah. to get it out. So, so tell me about your upcoming movie. <laughs> like that? Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's hilarious. So so yeah. what happened to me was I'm sleeping. I'm exhausted. I've done three shows in a row. Mm-hmm. I'm falling asleep. Both my toes, Charlie Horse. All ten toes, all Charlie horse at once. Because oh, of wearing shoes, babe. You got to You got to Got to eat bananas. Is that drink. it? Yeah, you got to. You got to. You got to. Got to drink water. Eat bananas constantly. Your potassium is off, babe. Okay, <laughs> thank you, doctor. You know, thank you. We got to take a little quick break, Alec. But when we come back, we're going to talk about that mini challenge. We'll be right back. Okay, and hopefully my feet will recover by then. We'll be right back. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. It took 11 years to get to this sale. The NYX Anniversary Sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. And we are back. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay, Okay, to kick off the celebration for the mini challenge and the magic of green screen, the queens will photobomb iconic moments from Drag Race herstory. I right. like this. I thought this I like was this. Cute. They have the photobomb challenge a lot in the previous seasons. Basically, they're given 15 minutes to get in a quick drag. They're going to pose in front of the green screen and they're going to photobomb iconic moments. So they had all the queens like photobombing every single Morgan McMichael. They had them bombing Jinx Monsoon winning and Anitra chose to photobomb Willow Pill, and so she jumped up in the air and made herself look like she was about to jump into the tub that Willow Pill had set up for the talent. That was so cool. Because even, you know, this is where they had Rue. They had Rue holding a camera, like, he's really taking the pictures. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. y'all really? And so... (laughs) (laughs) You didn't buy that? 
<laughs> He's holding the pictures. And so she says, you know what? She was doing all the poses, but then she was like, I want to jump. I want to look like I'm mm-hmm. jumping in the pool. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of seemed like it wouldn't work, but she was jumping mm-hmm. so high with her knees, like to her chest, <laughs> that it worked perfectly. It was the perfect look, you know. I, I'm always amazed, like, how quickly they get into drag, 15-minute quick drag. I could not do that. Mistress Isabel Brooks had a full beat and full oh, wig. She looked amazing. Looked amazing. Uh, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha chose to look like a Martian Martian, Martian, <laughs> and she just came out in booger drag. She was bald. She looked like Mrs. Clean, and she photobombed Jinx Monsoon. That was very, very funny. But Anitra won. Yep, she won $2,500 cash. Mm. Um, and I think she she should have, because I think that was like the perfect, you know. That was great. Yeah, it was really, really good. Now, so we're done with the mini challenge. Now we're on to the maxi challenge. What is it, Alec? Well, to keep the party going, RuPaul tells the queens for this week's maxi challenge, they are throwing a ball. Mm. (sighs) See, now a ball on RuPaul's Drag Race does not necessarily mean you're Cinderella and you're going to a big party. It means you have to get to work. This comes from the drag balls in Harlem. Mm. When they say they're given a ball, you got to put together your looks and the point is to win. They have to come up with three different looks and since the traditional 15th anniversary gift is crystal, it's a crystal ball. Crystal ball. They have to serve three sickening looks. Name the looks Lonnie. Okay, first is start your engines. An update of RuPaul's classic racing suit. I thought that mm-hmm. was great. Second, my favorite ball. They take an eleganza look from a past ball and make it their own. And then third was the crystallized eleganza. They need to make a look from scratch dripping in crystals so basically they had two looks they could get from home yes but the third look the crystal look they had this big table and you see all those crystals and everything that they had i'm like oh god they have to make it from scratch yeah from scratch so would you make your prom suit again since you know how to do that yes i would i would definitely make my prom suit i would just and i would add a little more bling to it it was powder blue Mm -hmm. it was right below the knee Mm. it was a fitted jacket and it was linen and i had it lined that's how oh wow yeah that's how i i was really good i got really good with a certain like it was just a a regular stitch so i was able to stitch and do all that kind of stuff and it didn't need to use any type of hot glue or anything like that but i could really do it again but i would add more bling to the suit yes out of the three of these which one do you think you would love to do well certainly i don't sew i don't have your sewing prowess but gosh start your engines is i love anything where you have to take an original take off of an existing idea. Right. And basically, Rue is in that logo every single time at the top of the show in that famous Mike Ruiz photograph of her in the racing outfit with the checkerboard, the pink suit, and the white boots. Uh-huh. Flawless. So I'd want to do that one. And then they had the added benefit of Carson coming in and kind of giving them critiques, which I think this is like... He was like Tim Gunn on Project Runway, kind of giving his thoughts on everybody's designs. And I think that's really helpful. You know, he told Spice that we liked your stuff, but it hasn't been all that memorable. 
or you need to elevate it. You know, having his kind of thoughts and critiques on this, I think, would actually help the queens. You know, I really appreciated the realness of the critiques for the queens, especially with Mm -hmm. Spice, because, you know, we know Spice has RuPaul said instantly, said you've had the same silhouette. You haven't done anything different. I mean, it's like, and we know that you have this great body Mm -hmm. and everything, but you haven't done anything different and you need to challenge yourself. And I I agreed with that wholeheartedly. But you know who also has been doing the same silhouette? Uh Uh-oh. Who? Uh Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. You know what? I didn't want to say nothing. She has come out in a short, (laughs) good or bad, I'm just saying, she repeated her entrance look. And the first episode, and she's been coming out in short things that she can dance in. I think yeah. the longest thing she's worn on the show so far is that nightgown during the um, talent show. Yeah. I mean, you just have to tell them the truth. You have yeah. To, you know, yeah. and that's the whole purpose of it. So, right. yeah, I appreciated that. Uh-huh. It was funny because they said spice 50%. Uh, less sugar. I thought that was funny. That was funny. Mistress, they also spoke to Mistress. They said that she was very saucy and full of glam. Mm-hmm. She said that she feels like the girls are intimidated by her. Right. And so Rue and Carson was asking her, how does she feel about that? And she was like, well, you know, it is what it is. Whenever you're a big girl, people do tend to feel like they're kind of intimidated by you. Hmm. And I kind of, in a way, I don't know if it's because I'm a big girl. Yeah. You have to carry yourself differently when you're a big girl. How so? Okay. So like when I was on the reel, I was at the table and they were all, when I say small girls, small girls, like it wasn't, mm-hmm. all, you know, and so when you're dealing with your physical, that's a bigger physical, uh-huh. even like when, if you say certain things, you have to watch how you say it. Really? Because it can come off as a bully. It could come off. And if you notice yeah, you but know, I don't with, get that from you. I don't get a bully energy from you. Well, but no, it's not a bully energy. Mm. But when you're talking about topics, say mm. if it's a certain topic that you're yeah. talking about and this person is disagreeing with you. Right. You have to be a little more gentler with that person because it can look it can like, be interpreted as bullying like exactly. you're imposing because of your size meanwhile some exactly. skinny bitch could say whatever she wants and right. kind of yeah go off on people i really appreciate people who are and what i like about mrs isabel brooks is what you see is what you get right i, I don't get a two-faced thing from her i don't get a, a phony vibe from her i get right. that she's a really genuine person yeah, definitely. But she's also very transparent and she tells you how she feels. Yeah. So that's what happens. Right. Also, Selena Estides, they talk to her. She says that she wants to try to keep it simple. Emotionally, her confidence is being tested oh. um, because, you know, she's been at the bottom. Yeah. yeah. She was crying. And yeah, she started crying. Mm-hmm. Th- this design, this was a design challenge. I think what, and I think we were talking about this, how Selena has been trying to incorporate her culture, mm-hmm. which is a very edgy culture for her. Yeah. yeah. And she's trying to incorporate it. But it was like, you know, because she was at the bottom of the last design challenge. That got in her head. Yeah, it got into her head. And she was mm-hmm. very, very emotional. And she's feeling insecure about it. So right. I felt kind of bad for her. You, Do you know? know, I get that inner saboteur thing. I, you know... That's a very real thing when you're a performer. Mm-hmm. You could get in your head in a really negative way. But I'm always reminded of that expression. You're your biggest problem, but you're also yeah. your biggest solution. And yeah. this like 
I don't know if this has ever happened to you. You know, sometimes I'll be reading for, I'll be testing for a television show and I'll walk in and it'll be nothing but famous people. And I'll be going, oh, what am I doing here? But then now the switch for me has become like, I'm here. They called me in. You know, that this wasn't by accident. Nobody put a gun to their head to have me here. I'm here for a reason. So I think that's what you have to do. You have to really talk yourself out of those situations. Because if you can talk yourself into a bad situation where you're feeling, you know, insecure and not confident, you could do the other thing just as easily. Definitely. Definitely. Well, there's a lot of head play going on. And we're going to take a break because when we come back, we're going to talk about Workroom Elimination Day. I can't wait for this. There's some really good stuff coming up. You, you said head play. That makes me giggle. We'll be right back. Oops. <laughs> me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. It took 11 years to get to this sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. And we're back. So we're back in the workroom elimination day. We find out that Anitra doesn't speak to her mom anymore. That broke my heart. That absolutely broke my heart. The story that Anitra told was that uh, she came out to her mother and uh, one moment her mother was fine with it, from my understanding. And then she said her mother came to her a week later and said, you're making everybody in our family uncomfortable. You need to move out. Yeah. She basically, Anitra was saying that her mother came to her, like you said. And mm-hmm. it, what I got from the story is that the mother encouraged her to come out and be yeah. herself. Just go out yeah. and be yourself. And so that's what she did. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, a week later, not only tells her that she's making everybody uncomfortable, but kicks her out. And kicks her out. she wasn't even a, able to say goodbye to her siblings. Her siblings. And it didn't sound like the siblings had a problem with her. No. When we meet Anitra, we'll ask that question if she's willing yeah. to have that conversation. But I mean, to, to say to somebody that we're fine with you and then flip the script a week later is awfully fishy to me. Let me tell you something about stepdads and boyfriends and stuff. Because okay. when I was 16, my mom got a new boyfriend. And oh. I came home one day and all of my stuff was in uh, trash bags. What? And my mom told me to leave. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, you were 16? Said, I was 16 years old. 
I was working at the automobile factory. It mm-hmm. was I was about to graduate, so I ended up getting like a part-time job at the automobile factory. I had this like little car, this little Chevy Chevette. It had a hole in it. It was right. my first car. Oh, just like you know? Obama's first car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it had like yeah. a hole in like the mm-hmm. Flintstones. Mm-hmm. You can put your feet down yeah. in a hole. Oh golly. And I know that it was because you know, my mom for such a long time was this single working mother. And mm-hmm. so when she found this man and he was like, you know, started, you know, living with us, he just popped up or whatever. And I don't know, maybe because I was 16 and I was a young girl, she just didn't want me there. And I will never forget that. Did you have a place to go? I didn't have a place to go because my mother called all of my aunts and my cousins, my grandma, and oh. and made up stories about me so oh, that Lonnie, they so believed sorry. her. Oh, it's, believe me, it makes you stronger. Okay. Um, so I ended up, I was homeless for about... <sighs> Lonnie, I'm so sorry. That's, <laughs> it's you know, horrible. What I really what? got from this story was that with Anitra, that that kind of betrayal and that kind of rejection still hurts. Well, when you talk about it, I mean, if you could tell, like, the way I'm crying, the way Anitra mm-hmm. was crying, it's the same thing. Yeah. But what I love about Anitra's story was that it allowed her to reconnect with her biological father. Right. And her biological father was the one that actually supported her. Yeah. Um, Because they had a rocky relationship and he took her in. He brought her her first sewing machine and, you know, is now one of Anitra's biggest supporter. And for me, what it allowed me to do was realize that I need to get out of this state. I need to go to college. And I Mm. ended up going to HBCU, Prairie View and University. And I got my life back. Yeah. you know, but when parents reject you, mm. I don't care what it's for, what it's yeah. about. You know, it's it, 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 well, this happened, what, 40 years ago. I'm still it's crying so about painful. it. It's so painful. It's so painful. so painful. Yeah. But to hear her story and to hear the fact that this person wanted you, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I think, well, and I really want to talk to Anitra because I'm like, mm. was it a trick? Was your mom like, you know what I mean? Right. Because some people just go through stuff like, yeah, just come on out. And then that way I have a reason to kick you out. But anyway, you know, I don't want to get too far yeah. into it. I just know you yeah. can go through anything, you know? Yeah. I've done a lot of work with homeless youth, queer youth that have been kicked out of their homes through the LGBT center. And what happens is they have homes, group homes, where they could all go. These are teenagers, right? Mm -hmm. And originally Mm -hmm. it was called Gay and Lesbian Adolescent Social Services. I don't know what it's called now. Glass. And I did a lot of fundraisers for them. And all these kids were kicked out for being lesbian, gay, bisexual, or trans. And they formed families in these homes. And they formed kinships and fellowship. And Sasha Colby spoke about that briefly about that she was a Jehovah's Witness in high school and she wasn't out to her parents, but she took dance classes and the Colby family took her in, took her to her first drag show and were really there. So out of the ashes, you know, out of these painful moments in our lives, there there is a possibility of a rainbow on the other side. And it sounds like that's what happened to you. You found your education. You found your calling. Did you ever end up speaking to your mother again? It's back and forth with yeah, her. Yeah. And at a certain point in your life, you're like, you know what? I'm done. And, and so yeah. I can relate to so much of what Anitra, right. you know, you miss your mom, but it's mm-hmm. like, if you call and then it's going to be some drama or yeah. it's still not this, it's like, look, lady, 
thank you for for birthing me, but I'm right. done. It's right. like, you know, at right. a certain point, you're like, I'm just done. You're done. And you have to, it's, it's like, it. yeah, people don't always understand that forgiveness is for yourself. It's not for them. Exactly. It's exactly. so that no, you can go not. on. So that you can go on. And I think that that's what's important. On a lighter note, Mistress. Lottie, I want to getting... give you a big hug. I oh. love you so much. I would <laughs> never. so sweet. Yeah. I mean, I'm you sorry that happened me to out. you. I know. Yeah. <laughs> With that, we go to the main stage. And mm. RuPaul comes out in an amazing outfit. Talk red about it. patent leather. A red patent leather oh. bustier, red patent leather gloves that had red patent leather fringe like a cowgirl. And this is another amazing Zaldi design and a very, very short skirt. Rue's been wearing a lot of short stuff this season. She's showing a lot of leg. And this showing one is them a, knees. Yeah, a red patent leather <laughs> tutu. And she came out and she had her big kind of uh, yellowish blonde mane and she did her newest single. She sang a song and I love seeing her step touching two and four. <laughs> kind of like I'm RuPaul this is all the dancing I'm gonna do I'm gonna step it. touch and then I'm gonna walk forward and then I'm gonna walk back that's what you get I loved it I love to see RuPaul perform and mm-hmm. I just think that it's great because it's like it tells you the origins of RuPaul and everywhere that she's come from you yeah. know that's our mama so if she wants yeah. to perform let her perform let her I two step it. touch I love cha-cha, it cha cha yeah whatever. And her, her single was called Cake and Can and she had the dancers as little chefs and there was plenty of cake and candy <laughs> on that stage. And they had a, a cake. And, and they, they had, had a cake. A cake. A yeah, cake for two, the 200th, for the 200th episode. episode. So it was yeah. really good. The special guest judge was Julia Garner from Ozark. Love you watch that show? She's Love so her. good. She's yeah. so good. Inventing Anna. She's just a great actress. Yeah. Okay, the runway category is the crystal ball. Up first. Oh, yeah. Mistress Isabel Brooks doing three of her favorite looks. She came out, the first one is Gentlemen, Start Your Engines. She did her version of that tracksuit, you know, that RuPaul wears. She did it in bright fire engine red, patent leather with white stripes, kind of a platinum blonde wig. And she had sayings all over the suit. I have stuff that other queens have said, other big girls have said. So yes. I thought that was amazing. She had ew right up on the side of her leg, which is something that Madame LaQueer, another big girl, had said. And this was really, really good. What did you think? I thought she looked perfect. Um, it fit her perfectly. Mm-hmm. I love the ball outfit. It looks, it looked fun. It looked playful, but it fit her body. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, she does the same thing that Eureka does. She proportionizes for the second ball outfit. She did the ball challenge and those plastic beach balls. She made an entire mm-hmm. cat suit out of it in uh, all primary <laughs> colors in red, green, white. And she had two giant beach balls as her boobies. And she had a face kini made out of a beach ball. They had oh. additional tiny beach balls forming like a ponytail kind of going down. I thought that was so smart. That was so smart to do that because then it kind of masked her look. Yeah. So it was like good that she could, you know, because you've got three looks Mm -hmm. in one runway category. It's like, it gives it something to like look different with. So, okay. And what was her last crystal look? The last one was the crystal eleganza look. She did an all white gown with a train at the bottom. Very form fitting. She had jewels all around the decolletage, right? 
right below her breasts. And also she had these sleeves, like these sleeves that went over her shoulders. And from those sleeves, she had like two feet of cascading strings of crystals. And she made this, Lonnie. Made it. Yeah. Well, you know, the judges loved all of her looks. They had all of them. nothing bad to say. They loved it all. They said she yep. did a great job. So she yeah. was up for contender for winning this challenge. Yeah, she was, she she was in the job. top three. Yeah. Up next, Spice. And she did Gentlemen Start Your Engines. The detail on this was amazing. She did a shiny red fabric. And as usual, she did a, a little mini dress. But at the hem of the mini dress, she had those racing stripes, the racing checkerboard. Yes. Checkerboard. It's not stripes, Alec. It's a checkerboard. Uh, that they checkerboard. do on that ra- drag race flag. She had red boots, platform boots with a white rally stripe down the very middle. And the platform was checkerboard. And she had a little sign that said "Dingaling" because her song is "Where's Her Dingaling." <laughs> the boys want to know where my dingaling at is the song that she sings, and I like this. I thought this was pretty terrific. The only issue was that there was a hem she didn't hem. Oh, on her uh, crystal look. Yeah, on a crystal look. Mm-hmm. I'll let you go through all three of them. Go through all three okay. of them. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, the second one she did was like, it was another ball challenge, but she did like little kitty, like yarn balls all over her body. It was a similar mm-hmm. silhouette. She had the platform boots again. She had a mini skirt again. She had yarn all through her hair and she coughed up a hairball. She had those <laughs> tiny little like rickrack balls that you see at the bottom of the curtains as a necklace. So she did look like a cat toy. It was very cute. And for her crystal look, she was finally, finally in a long dress. And I thought she looked great. It was a silver, kind of almost like a lame, a skirt. And it was, uh, had slits on the side with bows. She had a crystal bustier that crisscrossed around her neck. And she had long black hair. I thought she looked very pretty. I mean, very pretty. Her face was beat to the gods. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe she could have did something. Well, they clocked her because the bottom of her dress wasn't finished. It looked sloppy. Yeah. She said it was glued. I didn't notice it at first, but when the camera zoomed in on it, I saw it. You and tell. also, Michelle said it's a long skirt. It's fabric wrapped around your body. Yeah. That's why I was saying, like, maybe if you would have did Floy Pans. I mean, yeah. they just wanted Spice to do something different. And then you could tell that, you know, they could tell that she had the urge to, you know, to not trot. trot. <laughs> <laughs> she liked that like, trot. Oh, That's like her signature. I you know, it's the one thing I can do. I can trot. <laughs> Coming up next, like, Lux Noir London. This one is really, really talented. She is a a talented designer and sewer. She did a mini skirt Uh, version of the Start Your Engines look. It was in RuPaul's signature pink and white. She had hip boots, lace-up boots, white patent uh, leather, all the way up to the top. Tiny micro mini skirt, pink in the middle, white stripes on the side. She was bearing her tummy because she's a skinny little thing. And Mm -hmm. she had kind of like a hot pink top. And instead of the RuPaul cascading hair, she did a a ponytail like Madonna on the tour of Truth or Dare. And she had a great big drag race flag. And she was great. She really worked this. She sold it. I mean, when you say redesign, redesign a look, this is what we mean by redesign mm-hmm. a look not Re-imagine. copy it yeah like reimagine it it looks great mm-hmm. it's different from pants to a skirt hair long to a top bun this is how you do it she knows her body she knows what to do she, she knows, knows what how to do she knows yeah. what she looks good in yeah. beautiful next was a terry mugler inspired design it was all black she had these 
two giant black ponytails coming out of the side and cascading. And it was really, really beautiful. And black gauntlet gloves on the side and almost like a black bustier, but it was made out of braids. Very creative. And the skirt looked like it was made out of braids too. Really, really cool. Well done. And her waist cinched to 20 inches. 20 inches. 20 inches. Oh! Yeah, so she's a skinny bitch who would not be intimidating in an argument. Meanwhile, Lonnie Love has to apologize. The world (laughs) is not fair. She came out for the crystal outfit looking like Tinkerbell. She had a blue outfit, and it was a very high-waisted bodysuit. Not a bodysuit, not a catsuit, but kind of like a a leotard that was like beautiful and she sewed this Lonnie so in the middle of it is a white crystal thing but there's a transparency that goes all the way to her shoulder so cute so cute cute. and and little wings crystal wings she looked like Tinkerbell from Disneyland and absolutely beautiful and just playing with the colors the color of her hair was like a lavender and it matched the outfit which you know I don't know how she got like the wings were like lavender that's so creative and you would Mm kind of be afraid especially because she's a darker hue to Mm -hmm. put it up against that lavender but it worked it worked perfectly for her everything pops on her and she's like she's like a project runway yeah. contestant. I mean, that's to have that talent in your arsenal in addition to being a queen that you can design things this beautiful, amazing. Amazing. Next up, we have Marsha, Marsha, Marsha who did her version of Start Your Engines in kind of pastels which I wasn't really into at first, but it looked like it was made really well. She had the drag race flag as her bustier, as her bra, a yellow corset, and she kind of did it in kind of pastel colors. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's just something about Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. It's just not... I feel like Marsha, Marsha, Marsha is very beautiful and she's mm-hmm. passing. And I want to see just a little more yeah, drag. That's, yeah. I just want to see a little more drag out of she her. She wore so. more makeup. Yeah, yeah. She wore more makeup. Yeah, yeah uh, I guess. But here's, yeah. here's my issue with the colors. By doing... All the girls have come out in bright reds or bright pinks or, you know, really shiny fabrics. They're really energetic. And yes. I think by coming out in a pastel, it kind of waters it down. It seems less energetic to me, but that's just my opinion. Okay, yeah. uh-huh. now this is what I'm talking about. For her second ball look, she did bags. And she said bags are made out of fabric. And so she came out in an all beige kind of Teutonic milkmaid kind of look. Now she's done a dirndl before. She did this kind of silhouette before. She had these kind of like Heidi braids, Pippi Longstocking that went on the side, a kerchief, this tight little dirndl dress, all one color. It's designed really well, but I feel like, again, we've seen this on her before. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's nothing different. Nothing Mm -hmm. that's, you know, when we say it's a design challenge for a reason, it's Mm -hmm. not just, you know, we're going to give you something. What can you make it to make it stand out, to make you look different than what you've done before? So, I mean, beautiful girl. Right. And it's a great outfit, but it's nothing different. I know. She came out for her crystal look, dripping in pearls. She had ropes and ropes of pearls, kind of like a Marie Antoinette in her underwear type lingerie type situation. This was cute. This This was really cute. cute. And her makeup was actually very, very pretty. She did her hair in an updo. It wasn't down like Marsha Brady. She looked very elegant. I thought she looked really elegant, this kind of lingerie Victoria's Secret Marie Antoinette look. Yeah. You know what would have popped, though, to me if she would have put that red lip on? 
uh, you know, with red, all that, all that, lip. just pop a red lip on there, girl, and just yeah. you know, pop and make that face pop a little bit more. Because yeah. I felt like with all of the the white and the pearls, it's like okay, well now you, this is the chance that you can make your face pop a little bit right. more. But she looks beautiful. She looks beautiful. You know? She looks beautiful, you know. but she is resting on pretty. I agree. Selena yep. S. Titties comes out in kind of, again, her L.A. version of the jumpsuit. Now, RuPaul's was kind of the way RuPaul does it, skin tight because of her body is amazing. Right. And as a bigger girl, Selena S. Titties decided to do a baggy version of uh, a pit crew jumpsuit. It was in light blue and it had black stripes kind of bisecting the thighs and the knees and the calves. And she wore it with a white platform shoe. She did a top knot ponytail. And I always love her presentations. And I think that because she's a big girl, she chose to do a baggy fitting outfit. Mm-hmm. And I only say this because Malaysia Baby Doll Fox is the next one. I think that it made her look bigger by choosing a baggier outfit. You know, that's what I am finding now in fashion is that, you know, you think that you want to be baggy because you don't want to show mm-hmm. certain parts of your body because, you know, of the way you might be shaped. But actually, right. it makes you look smaller. When yeah, you, you know, and just when you go, go tighter. But, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I like the idea. I wish it had been tighter. And so she comes out for her second look. It's the paper ball that she did. And she did versions of like EBT checks as like a frill collar and That's a gown hilarious. made of also bills and everything. And it kind of looks like an L.A. palm tree. I get the idea. I get the idea. But the fit for me is kind of off. And what Michelle Visage said is you knock us out with your presentation and you, your drag almost makes it. And we're in love with you. We want to be in love with your drag as well. Well, you know, I thought this was a funny take because mm-hmm. it's uh, food stamps with her face on it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that that was really yeah. funny. And I love her embracing that when she said there's no room for shame in this game. I love that. Right. That she kind of right. owns that. And again, her last outfit was she chose satin, which Carson said is a difficult material. She had like a strapless gown with one gigantic slit on the side and then she used the crystals as kind of like a graph over the satin and I think it just kind of like took away from the satin. It kind of made the satin look bunchy. Yeah. They said that it didn't fit right. The judges said that they Mm -hmm. felt like it didn't fit right. She's trying. Yeah. She's trying, and and also she's a great performer. Like it yeah. with each runway, she tells me a three act play, and I enjoy every bit of it. But I agree with Michelle that we love her. We just want to love her drag as well. Well, even like the gown, you know, she said you got to pull it up, and it's, so mm-hmm. that's not fitting. And then they said that the jumpsuit. This is the judges. They were saying it was bulky and messy. Yeah. So you know, sometimes what's good on paper is not necessarily good once you start designing right. it, and you just have to make adjustments. To it. Have you ever worn a strapless gown that you had to keep on pulling up? Oh, yeah, and I hate that. That's why I don't wear them. I need some <laughs> straps, honey. Hold up, these sisters. Give you me know. some okay. straps. Mm-hmm. Give me some straps. Give me some okay. rubber bands or something. So, yeah. you know. But we got to take a quick little break because we're going to finish up when we come right back. All righty. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. 
I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. And we're back. We have a bunch of looks to go through. Next up, Malaysia Baby Doll Fox, who did the thing that I said that Acelia S. Titties should have done. She came out in her version of Stryker Engines in a baby pink catsuit that had a crystal, kind of almost crystal pink belt that bisected her in the middle. She came out with a pink helmet. I love this on her because it was like, she's a big girl, but the shape was beautiful. Well, the whole thing is everybody gets so, you know, like we have Lizzo now. We have, Mm -hmm. you know, so many great big girls now. Mm -hmm. You're big, okay? Yeah. Unless you're going to lose some weight or whatever, you're big. (laughs) You're big. You can't hide it. Yeah, but she and Mistress are like, I'm big. Look at the shape. I'm still sexy. Yeah. Exactly. It's still a shape of everybody. No matter how big you are, you have some type of shape. Mm -hmm. And if you put a shaper on, you know, you can make that shape so that when you put the clothes on, the clothes fit properly. And that's what I'm learning about it. It's like some people feel, no, no, no. You can add a corset. You can add a shaper. And Mm -hmm. then when you lay the right material over that. It's va-va-va-voom. It's just gorgeous. And that's what you see here. This is the perfect example. The hair was laid. She's not afraid of the blonde. She's not afraid Mm -mm. of putting makeup on her face. You know, she's got the heels. This is drag. Perfect. It's drag. This is drag. And when you set this up against somebody like Marsha, 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 it's kind of like, okay, if I was that, I'd like, it's time to step my game up. Episode nine. All right. So she did the hairball because she's a hairdresser. (laughs) She had a 1920s look that was inspired by the hairball. So uh, she has this black and white hair or like fringe that looks like hair as a skirt. She has a black bodice that looks like it was made out of braids. There are white braids in the middle that are kind of curly cute covering her boobies. And she had this side cape that was like a black and white zebra print. And she had a black and white zebra wig. Beautiful. Beautiful. I wonder how long it took to make this. Because this is just, this is so creative. And it was so awesome. And I'm just wondering how long did it take? Because this is just, this is just an awesome look. And it's different. And it's edgy. And this is what we're talking about is drag. Mm -hmm. Uh, You you know, the hardest part at this game, season 15, is how do you make this new? She made her crystal dress. 
in a day. And this is again, this is a pink gown, this uh. like like a whisper of a pink. And she took the crystals. It's a, another form-fitting gown, absolutely beautiful, yes. sleeveless. She took the crystals and she gave herself a very high waist, like right uh. under her boobs. And then she adorned your eyes went straight to her decolletage, her very deep V-neck dress, plunging V-neck. She put crystals all along the side and along her uh. shoulders, had a bright pink wig. Beautiful. Just beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. The makeup, the lashes were mm-hmm. like flying. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like, this is what I'm talking about. This is what drag is. This is yeah. what, you know, creativity. If you're going to do the runway season 15, this is the way you do it's it. Beautiful. Okay. I could see this you in this dress, Lonnie. If I you could ever... see myself too. This With is gorgeous. Hair. I wouldn't yeah. wear pink, but I wouldn't You wouldn't wear, wear pink? <laughs> I'm not that bold yet. This is gorgeous. <laughs> I'm a big <laughs> fan of hers. Big fan. I'm a big fan of her artistry and the way she knows her body. She's absolutely fantastic. And the fantastic. colors. She knows yeah. her colors. She knows, you know, what looks good. She knows her lines. Mm-hmm. It's just great. Up next, we have Lucy LaDuca. Lucy LaDuca did three different looks. Her first Drag Race look. Again, she came out in a pastel version of RuPaul's pink jumpsuit. This was very glittery. She had a pink heart in the middle. She had two different colored boots. This was kind of a girly version of RuPaul's pit crew look. She had a helmet with a gigantic bulbous ponytail coming out and two long curly Q pieces of hair coming out from the bottom of the helmet. I thought this was cute. Yeah, it was cute. It was almost kind of like the Easter Buddy version of, she said it was a crash chest dummy version of of RuPaul's look. It was cute and it was inventive. Mm-hmm. You know, it, yeah, I mean, I yeah. liked it. Yeah, Lonnie wasn't that impressed. She liked it, but she, she's not She's not losing her shit over this one. The second was the bag one, the plastic bag thing. And she used little doggy bags to create a crown of doggy bags. And she had a white short dress, kind of almost like a peasant blouse dress. And mm-hmm. she used the doggy bags as different colors on the skirt. But the judges said this felt underdone or unfinished, and I would have to agree. It just looked uh, like a yeah. white dress with, like, little colors on the bottom. Like little stuff. Yeah, they said that it was too simple that's what mm-hmm. the judges said so, yeah it's too um, simple yeah i mean if you say that you're a sower yeah so yeah you know right. come up with something and make it happen girl you doing all this i'm a sower i'm a this okay yeah, well yeah. now we yeah, this is my challenge blah 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 for her <laughs> for her crystal look i'm not meaning to dismiss her i think she's very talented for her crystal look she came out in a mermaid fishtail gown as a runner-up And she had tears streaked down. She had a story. And she said that she was a runner-up who was always coming in second place. And it was a very clever idea. She did a mermaid pageant gown. And Carson's idea was that he wanted the mermaid tool, the kind of trumpet that comes out in a mermaid gown, to be lower. And I kind of agree. Yeah. But I appreciate her story. I appreciate the camp. I appreciate that she sold and Mm -hmm. that she tried to tell stories. Like, all three of these... Yeah. Looks were about a story and right. it was very creative and it was just little minor details like yeah. you know the judges looked at and they were like well and they're looking at everything they're looking yeah. at the hems they're looking at the construction what I'm getting from Lucy every week is that she's absolutely a great performer and I would love to see a Lucy LaDuca show yeah I'd, I'd show up for that party yeah, next up definitely. Sasha Colby okay get ready oh my god she turned the queen Rue's pink and white jumpsuit 
into a gown. Uh, she wore a long pink gown with a mermaid trumpet uh, bottom. She had a bandeau top, white rally stripe going on across her breasts, and she had pink sleeves, and she had pageant hair, and this was my favorite of the evening. This was like, I, it was unexpected. She did, you know, everybody else swerved to the left, she swerved to the right, and mm-hmm. and was completely original. Did you like this? Well, this is what I was saying. If you're gonna wear a long skirt like what Spice did, you mm-hmm. know, take it all the way to the bottom. Like yeah. what, like what a so- uh, uh, salsa, salsa, salsa did. what salsa Kobe did. <laughs> <laughs> take it all the way, make it, you know, billow out a little bit. Mm-hmm. It just looks different. And now it yes. doesn't look like you getting it from Forever 21. This is something right. that looks couture, you know. And this then couture. she's got this body. Oh my God. Oh body my God, her yada. body. Oh. Her body's I love her body. crazy. I love her body and I love her energy and I love her story. She's the one to watch. Her second look was the bag look and she came out as a dime bag. That was her. <laughs> her she came out in this tutu as a plastic bag that had weed in it. She had a weed bodice and then she had a spliff on her head with a red oh. light in it that looked like it was a fascinator, but it looked like a joint that was on fire and she had a short green wig she was like marijuana tinkerbell i love this look. so creative just yeah. just creative she's great really so for her crystal look these were the crystals oh, that she grabbed come on now. the come gold on, crystals she made a gigantic triangle armor piece for the front that covered her breasts and came down to a triangle oh. at her navel and the rest of it was a nude illusion gown with slits up that showed her legs on both sides, two different slits. And then she had these crystal kind of twigs growing out of the side. And she looked like she said something emerging from the lava field in Hawaii. And I get this. Beautiful. She was elegant and sexy. Yeah. In every single look. Yeah. And like you said before, this is when they were talking to her. Rue was saying how proud she's made the house of Kobe Mm -hmm. just by her representation. And I just have to agree. And, you know, and she even paid homage to them saying how much they saved her life. Yeah. Um, Her house did. So, yeah. I mean, so much of this show is about like, what happens when you're abandoned? What happens when your people let you go? Where do you go? And for her to emerge as this, to pay homage to her house, to pay homage to her culture, all of that. Just absolutely beautiful. And I believe our last queen is Anitra. The last one, Anitra. Yes, coming out in three different looks. Her Start Your Angels look, another jumpsuit. This time it was in bright neon green. She Mm. used neon green and black as her jumpsuit. I love this. She had black patent leather boots and she looked like a drag queen astronaut. I love this. I thought it looked really, really great. She looks great in it. Mm-hmm. Very inventive. I appreciated it. Right. Her next look. She did the candy ball and she had Laffy Taffy over her breasts. <laughs> she had a giant lollipop over her side. She had ropes of candy over a nude bodice, over a nude illusion bodysuit. And uh, she had bright pink hair. She had a long, long ponytail that she whipped around. And she had a candy wrapper kind of ornamentation on the side. The judges said it felt underdone. And I kind of agree. I wanted to see more candy. (laughs) I want candy. I want candy. I wanted more lollipops. I was like, oh, if we're going to go for candy, which is so colorful and bright to begin with, add more. But I like what was there. Oh, she was showing her body, honey. She didn't have yeah. time for all of that. So right. I think that's what it was. But this yeah. last look of hers. Oh, my oh. God. The last look. 
Lonnie. She did kind of a rose gold, almost like a brown crystal mermaid dress. But it wasn't just any mermaid dress. She took the crystals and she created a spine in the back out of crystals. It looked like alien, like an anatomical representation of a spine, but all in crystals. And not only did she do it on her back, she did it on her sleeves, on her shoulders. This was amazing. Yeah, the judges said that she added a McQueen type of design. Yeah, danger to it. Now, the only problem they did have with Anitra was Michelle was saying that she needs to watch her face. She has resting (laughs) bitch face. (laughs) She's like, you know, you're doing drag and you're walking the wrong way. You gotta look like you're having fun. It can't be this, you know. I know. Like, you're looking like you're about to kill somebody. (laughs) Oh, I always... always have resting bitch face so do you I, yeah i always i'm like mm, i have to force myself a little bit the corners of the mouth yeah you gotta yeah. remember to you know <laughs> when we went to that emmy party together and you were holding court in that booth the way you look at everybody was kind of like okay all right but that resting bitch face went away when you met people and said hello and posed for pictures. Yeah, you have so, to remember, yeah. you know, us with resting bitch faces, yeah. we're just like, eh, yeah. you got to remember, put, keep a little smile on your face. And the you opposite know, so. of that is Sasha Colby, who the minute she enters the runway, she has pageant face and she is charming yeah. everybody. You know, this week we heard a lot of critiques from the judges. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that I did get a tweet from Cornbread Mm. who was on season 14. Yes. And the tweet, basically, she said... Cornbread. For Squirrel Friends purposes, when you actually judge, it's a lot longer. What you mm-hmm. see is is an edited version. That's true. But That's true. They are standing there so long, the girls take off their shoes. Right. And mm-hmm. you really have to be real with them and things. So basically, Cornbread tweeted at me okay so cornbread said watching season 14 finally this was five days ago so Mm. she's just now watching her season which i can Mm. understand it's like sometimes it's really hard to watch and delay so she says i'm on season 14 binge truth moment being on the show lonnie love words didn't sit well with me with stubborn me but eventually i had to sit back humble myself and realize the words weren't just criticism but actually valuable words to help me grow and i'm super grateful and she tweeted that out and i i tweeted back to her that um as a judge i just want you to excel and that you did and i love you right what i i was trying to remember the critique Mm. basically it was something like because she's a big girl she always thinks that she has to make food part of the joke oh. i think it was something about it was a challenge where i think she maybe had some chicken or yeah something yeah. it was like some food and so i basically right. said you know we know that you're funny and mm-hmm. you don't have to use props like that okay to be funny All you right. have something deeper in you that you can use and just be yourself. Yeah, and it sounds like she felt busted the first time you said that. And now she's kind of seeing it. Exactly. And you could tell by the look on her face. And now she sees. So it's like. Was she intimidating because she was a bigger girl? Did you feel intimidated? <laughs> I'm, I'm just as big as her. I can take her. You know? And, and, and understand this. Whenever I critique about weight, I say, I'm a big girl. So I mm. know what, you know, because that kind of validates. Right, Because right, I'm saying, right. I'm a big girl. So I'm telling you, 
Because I used to be like that when I first started doing comedy. You know, it was always the food jokes, the food right. jokes. And it's okay. It's yeah. okay. But your whole act doesn't have to be about, oh, bitch, yeah. want to eat some white bread. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on. Like, give it a, give it a break come and, on and with think something of something else. different. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? So. I'm I'm just glad that, you know, they're seeing that. And and so for this season, there's a lot of critiquing happening with the judges. Yeah. And they may seem a little harsh, but they're trying to get them better. They're trying to elevate you. you. And they've said on the show before, I remember Rue saying to Laganja Estranja, she's like, we're here to make, take you to the next level. Right. To the next level. I mean, you've all been snatching dollar bills and bars and stuff and working your clubs and doing your club gigs. We want to take your drag to the next level. So my favorite looks of the night were, oh gosh, Sasha Colby. Just, I just, I'm such a big Sasha Colby stan right now. Who was your favorite? Lux Noir was really good. I really yeah. liked Lux Noir. She was really Noir. good. And the challenge winner was Sasha Colby. She wins a cash prize of $5,000. Um, the bottom two were Selena and Spice. Yes, yes. For their details. Uh, they said oh. that Selena's stuff didn't fit her very well and Spice stuff looked unfinished. Their lip sync song was That's What I Want by Lil Nas X, which I love. I got the feeling that during the lip sync, Selena was doing the song for real. Kind yeah. of like, kind of finding the emotion, kind of like what Latrice Royale did yes. with You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman, kind of taking yes. the song seriously. And that's when drag becomes theater and transformative. Yes. Spice was doing her cute TikTok Spice stuff, but the judges decided... Inexperienced. She was inexperienced, you could tell. Yeah, and the judges chose Selena. Yeah, so Spice went home. Spice went home and her exit line was, I may not know how to lip sync, but I do know how to trot. <laughs> she trotted out. Um, <laughs> I got the also the sense that Spice didn't know the lyrics yeah. as well as no. Yeah. She she didn't know the lyrics. She didn't know what to do. I mean, she yeah. ended up trotting again. Like she she got mm-hmm. so like in that she started tr- trotting at the end of the yeah. And I'm like, oh, you've lost it. I think that's her security blanket. You know, know. it's like, this is how I got 5 billion views on TikTok. And this is the thing that we do. And so whatever. But but this is what we've been saying since the beginning that, you know, experience versus inexperience, you know, or experience versus popularity. Yeah. You can have 5 million followers, but you know, when you're put to the test. Yeah. Selena said, you know, the song was about wanting to be loved. Yeah. And it's I'm lonely and I need somebody at the end of the day. And Selena took that very seriously, put her emotion in her art and her vulnerability, especially after showing her vulnerability in the workroom. And they saw it. And that's what they appreciated. Yeah. We have to take a little break. But up next is my interview with this season's MVP spelled J.A.X. That spells Jax. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. It took 11 years to get to this sale. The NYX Anniversary Sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. 
Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. And we're back. Our guest today not only jumped roped her hair for the talent show, but she jumped right into all of our hearts. I'm so flipping exciting. She's here today. Please welcome to the program, Jax. Hello. How are you? You're so beautiful. Me with my no eyebrows. Thank you. <laughs> it said no eyebrows. Is this a new phenomenon? The no eyebrows? Is that what the kids are doing these days? You know, I had a moment a few days ago where I couldn't find my glue and I was just like, you want to know what? I got an hour to get to the show. (laughs) (laughs) Do we gotta do? (laughs) Okay, well, here's hoping they grow back. I mean, it's a look. It's fashion. First things first. How are you? I'm doing good. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, we're surviving. We're touring. We're mm-hmm. we're very tired, but like I'm very just happy just to be touring everywhere right now and meeting all these people in like every corner of the U.S. It's amazing. So you're on a tour right now? Yeah, I mean, since the show got announced, I've just been non nonstop. I'm a hustler. I am a New York City girl. I'm used to working four or five nights a week. So yes. now I'm just doing that in different cities. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. So you're, it sounds like since you've been on the show, the booking started immediately. Like people, the mm-hmm. phone started ringing or was that, how much of that is is you being on the show and how much of that is you being enterprising? I would say like a solid, like a, a good 50-50. Really mm-hmm. like once the, the first episode came out and people saw what I could do, it yeah. was immediate, just like, okay, like, like let's get this girl here, see what she can really do. So, but also... I'm thankful that like I already had a bit of a record for myself and what I can do and what I bring to a stage that people were able to see yeah. and start booking me. So it sounds like you had an existing reputation even yeah. before the show. Okay, so you're a Connecticut queen. Did you know that there were going to be all those Connecticut queens on the show? Did that come as a surprise? I was raised in Connecticut, but I'm actually, mm-hmm. I live in Queens. I live in... Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, I live in Queens, New York. So I'm I'm really a New York queen, but, you know, I started playing around with drag and makeup and stuff like that. And I work at a bar in Connecticut every once in a while. Right. So I knew the other, I knew Robin like very well prior to the show. All right, I'm always interested in your drag origination story. Mm. So you're saying you're playing around with makeup and everything. First Mm. of all, I'm fascinated with your career as a cheerleader because I was a huge cheer fan when that was on Netflix, the first season. Oh my God, so you know how to do all of that stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. I was a cheerleader for five years, a competitive cheerleader. But before that, I was a junior Olympic diver. So I've just been like in sports like my entire life. Yeah. Wow. Um, It's been a journey. Somehow this all led to drag. Yeah, tell us about that. Tell us about how all of that athleticism kind of folded into this. Because one thing that was like you blew us away with was the combination of things that you did in that first episode, how it Mm -hmm. all came together. How did that all come together? Yeah, you know, people typically, they describe me as the acrobatics and the theatrics Mm -hmm. of drag, like, put in together. Because... 
I always like love gymnastics. I always wanted to be a gymnast, but I only liked floor gymnastics. And I was always yeah. really mad that male gymnasts couldn't do it to music. And so when I found cheer and I realized I'm like, oh, you do this to music? Like this is so much fun. <laughs> And I, started I love it. Something's missing here. Exactly. And then all of the voiceovers in the track were also would be done by Alyssa Edwards and Shangela. And so like I would be like running through the floor, like tumbling. And all of a sudden it'd be like, it's Alyssa on the track. And I'm like, who the hell is Alyssa? And so once I started doing my research that got me into drag, like gave me a little bit more of that background. And once I got into college, I went to the School of Visual Arts for Photography and Cinema. And okay. I was in a studio portrait course where just for practicing beauty lighting, I invited some drag queens in to practice like shooting makeup. And then eventually in my self-portrait course, I was just like, you want to what? I could do this. Let's try this. So I started playing around with that, doing a lot of self-portraits in drag with myself and my mom, actually. We worked on the series wow. together where I would do photo shoots as her daughter, essentially. And... From there on, I eventually started performing like a year or two after that, once I finally turned 21 and was able to. And yeah, from that point on, it's just been go, 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 especially once you... Uh, what I'm hearing is it went from an art project, mm -hmm. a photography project where you saw yourself in drag and was it in full geesh with hair and clothes? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I would like get fully ready in my parents' house and like be putting on my mom's clothes, like doing self-portraits with her in like our backyard um, with our dogs, just like trying to give the whole Gilmore Girls fantasy. Oh, I love it. I love it. It doesn't sound like, you know, because you said you didn't, when I heard you say the Alyssa Edwards name was on the track, you didn't know anything about the show previously or you weren't watching? No, I didn't really start because when I was cheering, I was in high school, so I wasn't really like... Right. That well informed on Drag Race yet, but um, mm -hmm. a lot like Shangela, Detox, Monet, Alyssa, they all do cheerleading voiceovers a lot because, you know, they're so theatric right. and their voice is so energetic. Okay. And so um, a right. lot of times I'd be at these competitions and I'm just like, who, like, who does this? Like, who makes this? And like cheerleading music is essentially oh. gay rap. So <laughs> eventually <laughs> I, I figured out who they were. That way. So did you ever make it to the big Daytona thing? Like on the series, the, the big final? So that's actually for collegiate cheer. So I I never did collegiate cheer, oh. but I did go to world championships every year that year. Nice, nice. Okay, so tell us about, okay, I'm hearing that your mother's supportive. Very. And I, I love that. I love that story. Tell me about, like, your introduction to the New York drag scene. Do you remember your very first performance, what you were wearing, and where it was? Yeah, no, I, I do. My first drag performance was at my now home bar, Icon in Astoria. And it was oh. it was a queen that I've been following for a while. Her name is Gilda Wabbit. She lives in Kentucky now. But it was her last solo show. Gilda Wabbit. Gilda Wabbit. I love that Gilda Wabbit. It was her last solo show icon before moving to Kentucky and so she offered the stage up she was like we're gonna do an open stage for the whole night like if you just like want to come and like do a number like come on through and I was like you want to what like let me finally go do this I was wearing this like sequin like clowny outfit that I thrifted honestly it was, it was still cute I still yeah like it. I don't know where it, it is now it but cute. it was cute and I did like I wore this like weird like 60s like pink wig that I thought looked good. It did not. And I did a <laughs> Noah Cyrus song of all things. Uh-huh. Just really random, but it felt really good to like do my first number, like do my stunts and my tricks. And then the audience just fully just be like, where's your next show? Like, where can we see you? Where can you do this? I'm like, 
I don't know. That was my first time on stage. Oh, wow. Star is born. Yeah, like people like fully oh. thought like I was a working queen for a while. So that felt really cool. Oh, I love that. So it's like a discovery. Was that an exhilarating experience for you to kind of get that as big a response as that for your very first time out? Oh, absolutely. It like, I, I caught the bug. I was just like, oh, I can make money doing this. I like this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Solidified. Yeah. As you're picking cabbage and you go home with that big trash bag full of money. Oh, exactly. So how long did it take for you to kind of become like, I'm a New York queen now. I'm one of the girls. I feel like I'm established. I got a foothold in a New York drag scene. I mean, um, New York is weird because we have so many boroughs and everything is so distinct. Manhattan, you know, Mm. like we have our, our set bars and our set girls that, you know, they've been there forever and they're going to stay there. Okay. This is good info for our squirrel friends because they not everybody lives in, in the city. So oh, to kind of hear the politics and yeah. the workings of the of the city is, is so fascinating. Yeah, so in Manhattan, it's more of the established bars that they have their girls, they have their set shows that they do hmm. every week with like one or two hosts working the night for like a two hour long show where they just stand there on stage and they do it. Go, go, go. Yeah. Where Brooklyn is a little bit more, you know, like club oriented. It's a lot younger and people like come in, do pop-up numbers or like whatever the theme night is. And I, since I lived in Queens, I had to kind of like go to every single place and try to make myself work in every scene. So it took a little bit where like, there'd be like a grouping of people in Brooklyn that like really knew who I was, but then people in Manhattan like wouldn't. So then I would have to switch that and then start working there and then keep going back and forth until eventually like, you know, like everybody knew who I was. Everybody yeah. knows the word spreads really quickly. Okay, Lonnie and I talked about the runways a lot. Uh-huh. And one of the things that we were wondering about was what was the thinking behind the tie-dye look with the orange bodysuit? I was going for Nickelodeon slime. <laughs> okay. Now see that yeah. makes perfect sense. Yeah, I was going for Nickelodeon slime. I thought that read well. Personally, <laughs> it wasn't Donald Trump inspired at all. No, why would I ever? <laughs> yeah, um, why would I ever? No, 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 no. I was not trying to go for <laughs> Loompa. I was going for Nickelodeon slime. <laughs> if I wanted to do it, you know, I would have had to like shorten myself even da- like down another peg. But it is. <laughs> it is. It's Nickelodeon, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I loved hearing about your adoption story because I'm an adoptive father. I adopted a black kid and we, my husband and I adopted our foster kid when he was five years old and he was from Compton and growing up, like, I feel like as a queer Asian person, as a queer person of color, I know what it feels like to be othered. I know what it feels like to be the only Asian person in the room. Mm -hmm. I know what it often feel like what it's to be the only queer person in the room. So it was really important for us to affirm our son's black identity mm-hmm. by having a lot of black aunties and uncles around. Mm-hmm. And we would have this thing called black activities mm-hmm. where he would spend the day with a black auntie or uncle and do exclusively black stuff. Was there any part of your upbringing that was like that? Not really, sadly. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, you know, where I was raised, it was just, end of story, there was just no other there was just no other people of color really in my town it was me it was really homogenous it was really homogenous it was me my best friend ford and our other best friend uh tatiana we were the only three people of color that went to our high school oh, wow. that actually lived in the town that what that yeah in through like an inner city program to like go to our school so we were really really tight-knit and we stuck together um and that really helped us because we were going through the same things sure 
It's like finding the other queer kids in school. Exactly. It's exactly. kind of like, it's like you're the three friends I have that I don't have to code switch with, that I mm-hmm. can just be myself 100. But yeah. you, it sounds like you found more of your tribe in New York City. Yes. I also yeah. found more of my tribe primarily once I started cheer. Because once I went to my first practice, like with my cheer team, it was my first time, you know, being around like just like other, just like gay men in general that like, you know, mm-hmm. also, like a little closeted 15, 16 year old. Um, and right. I, like big, tall, like gay men come up to me being like, so what's your favorite song? What's this? I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, and so that really helped, especially being around primarily like POC queer people. Right. In that cheer community. So did you feel like there was like a, it sounds like there was a mentorship there for you oh absolutely absolutely um yeah. i like huge shout out to just my old cheer team with like my friends dane anthony angel they were like my queer latinx like aunties yeah you know what i have that too growing up in san francisco i had like queer older people who kind of walked me through things i worked in a gay restaurant when i was 15 years mm. old and they kind of showed me the ropes and i'm wondering if that kind of mentorship and that kind of like stewardship people taking you under the wing does that make you want to do the same kind of pass it on a little bit yeah no i always yeah. try to like i'm not like i'm not trying to be like a drag mom with like five kids but like Yes. <laughs> so, like, I love like being able to help people out to the best of my ability. I actually used to um coach and teach arts and crafts for special needs kids. And so like I always like oh. love being in a space where I can like teach people and help people out. I love that. I love that. So we gotta wrap up pretty quick. I could talk to you forever because I, I wanna know your whole story. I wanna get in your whole story. I want to know like like what's what's your best memory of doing the show, of being on season fifteen for you? What's your takeaway? I mean honestly like the first day, just like being there, like doing the talent show, that was like really just like hitting it out of the park with that was really a happy oh, moment you did. and getting that praise. But truly just like, I know everyone says that, but it's like the sisterhood, the sisterhood, like, like I have made so many so, like close friends that I did not anticipate going into this. Like me and Lucy call like FaceTime each other like every single day to like check in to make sure that we're doing okay. I love that. And that wasn't an existing friendship beforehand, huh? No, not really. We like, we knew of each other, but we didn't like, we weren't like close, close. Also like me and Selena like knew each other like through social media, but like being able to like walk into that room and like see her and be like, oh, we're, we're the same. We are the same tribe. Oh, like, I love really that. Good. Yeah, well wait till you go to DragCon and like see everybody all at once. Are you gonna be there? Yes. I will be Oh, there. awesome. Well, I'll be there and I can't wait to meet you in person. So you're on the tour. Mm-hmm. And so what's next for you? You're just the tour, the, the existing tour? Well, right now I'm just, you know, I'm traveling to every every space I can, performing as much mm-hmm. as possible, showing the world what I got. But um, like, I have a lot of things in store. Um, I typically, I call myself the jacks of all trades because like, I just want to do everything. I want to teach myself everything. Yeah. I don't like to settle. So, you know, I definitely want to go back into like doing some event production, continuing performing and putting stuff on. And also, you know, I, I still have my background in photo and video, and I've been working on a few um, photo books that I really want to You finalize. are the jacks of all trades. Yeah, I really want to finalize and publish. Yeah, that's, that's I think, I think jacks of all trades is a really good slogan for you for your merch. Yeah. And another good merch idea for you is you got to make those braid jump ropes. I think that you'd sell a billion of those. <laughs> well, I just I just came out with um. If you go to the if you go to my merch link, um, I have um yes. little enamel pins that are the jump ropes coming out of my hair. Oh, so good. Oh, I was just about to ask you because as we're wrapping up, where can folks find you on your socials? Oh yes, because I think I'm shadow banned, so it's a little bit harder right now. Okay. <laughs> You can find me on all of my socials at GetJax, that's G-E-T-J-A-X-E-D, except for Twitter, where you can find me at ThatBitchJax. 
that bitch, Jax. I love it. Well, we wish you the best of luck. Uh, you're so talented, and I know all the squirrel friends here, we're all expecting great things from you. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. Okay, no worries. Good luck. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Awesome. Thank you. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX Anniversary Sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. And we're back, Lonnie. Boy, that was a lot. That was a lot, but it's it's a ball. And when you have a ball... I love balls. I love this. I love balls. <laughs> <laughs> but in relation to this challenge, I do love the ball challenge. And if you love the ball challenge, remember to tip your queens. Show them love on socials. I mean, like you said, Lonnie, they show their vulnerability. They share their journey every single week. By the time they get on the show, so show them love on their socials. Let's Definitely. let's change the culture of the RuPaul's Drag Race fandom. Don't forget to tweet or DM us if you have questions or hot takes for the queens at Alec Mappa on Instagram mm-hmm. and at Comic Lonnie Love on Instagram and at Lonnie Love on Twitter. I'm still I'm trying to hang in there. I'm still on Twitter. I yeah. just you know what Robin Fierce left me a message on my DMs at Instagram. She goes, "Why aren't you on Twitter?" And I said, "Cause it's it depresses me." <laughs> <laughs> So we'll see. Uh, if Elon Musk leaves and it becomes nicer on Twitter, who knows? But who, he owns it. I don't think he's You've heard my thoughts on this. <laughs> you can listen to Squirrel Friends, the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like this episode, make sure to rate and review us five stars, please, and tell a friend. And don't forget, you can watch all new episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 15 every Friday on MTV. We'll be back next time for an all-new episode of Squirrel Friends, the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. See you soon. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. 
Right Rug Flooring. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.